1: But I do think it's worth us as human beings reflecting on whether we were just made to be money-making machines. We're not anti-capitalism, but we are pro-community. Yeah. This is not your lane get out of it
0: we are ordinary and yes. it's actually okay to be, to be ordinary
1: if god relates to me as something he can just use yeah. i'm going to relate to god as something that i can just exactly. use. exactly and, it-
0: and this is why our preoccupation with consumption is so alarming and dangerous hello and welcome to the to my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm
1: courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast
0: now we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world
1: and in today's episode we are going to be searching our motives the hot question is why do you want what you want and we're going to be hitting it from three different angles which okay. are quite pertinent to us but we think a lot of you in the community may be able yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. relate the mm. first being capitalism because mm. <laughs> you know we work here, babes hello entrepreneurial hello. babes oh, girl. girls trying to advance in their career trying to do a lot yeah Prosperity gospel oh, from wow. the aspect of our relationship with God and the things Jeez. we ask for in Damn. prayer Damn. and peer pressure, how we relate Ooh. to the people around us and how comparison can fuel our motives. It's giving boxing trifecta. <laughs> she said, Pow, 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 <laughs> ding, pew, 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 ding. Well, sisters, we have some housekeeping and some things to talk about before we get into the main juicy conversation. The first of which is. Thank you for 50,000 subscribers here on YouTube, as well as 4 million podcast downloads. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we get an amen from the church in the back?
0: Sister Betty White in the back. Thank you for (laughs) your support.
1: Honestly, sisters, (laughs) thank you so, so much. It has been just over two and a half years, just about two and a half years of to my sisters as a digital sisterhood community since we started the podcast. And honestly, for the fact that we have... Been able to have the impacts we have had. The fact that you guys are all a part of the sisterhood and you're rocking with it. That you love our conversations. That you found friends. That you stream and you listen in every week. Honestly, we cannot be more grateful. Thank you. Thank you for plugging in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for the comments, the DMs, the love, the kiki, the live shows. Honestly, it has been a very overwhelming week, and I think we've had to reflect a lot, and we've had just overwhelming feelings of gratitude so thank you sisterhood really isn't anything without you thank you for even welcoming our sisters right. here onto the podcast <laughs> um the last few episodes where we had conversations with them you guys responded so so well and we are really looking forward to bringing on more women oh um more of the women in our lives yeah. as well as women who women who we look up to so Stay tuned for all of that, Aww. but the sisterhood is growing, it's girls. growing, it's growing a million, 50,000, and that's just YouTube Jeez. alone. Yeah,
0: damn, yeah, no sisters. We are so so grateful, honestly. Courtney and I were just mind boggled over the past week or so because it literally happened back to back we saw the 50k then we saw the 4 million and we're like oh you guys are rocking with the sisterhood like that so genuinely from the bottom of our hearts we appreciate you we love you we thank you and we are just so so indebted to you and we're looking forward to continuing to build this
1: sisterhood community indeed and i implore you to stay tuned for next week's episode because yeah analytics are great the numbers are absolutely fantastic And we love that the community is big, but we want the community to be strong and impactful. And we are working on a very, very, very cool project for the rest of the year, which hopefully puts the sisterhood's power to good use so stay tuned stay and, and guys what i say is big you say big you say
0: big what i say is big you say big He said big my oh god you know what i'm saying it's huge it's colossal huge honestly it's
1: actually <laughs> huge so we <laughs> cannot wait to share that with you and bring you guys in on that journey um but other housekeeping announcement sisters yeah, I know your passports are there, maybe collecting a little bit of dust. And right. you want to, you know, shake it off a little bit and put it to good use. If you want to come with us to Ghana. oh Ha, Dettie December. Let's go. If you want to come to us to South Africa. I'm ah. a piano babes alright. Hey. We are going in 2022 honest to god. We are going there. We are going there in 2023 and 2024 and we want to bring all of you with us. So if you haven't already checked out the TMS International Experiences, I don't know what you're doing, head to that link in the description box and the Mm -hmm. link in the show notes if you're listening on podcast streaming platforms to be able to sign up to the TMS International Experiences. Honestly, we're still releasing like tanzania footage and the girls have been producing vlogs vlogs from the zanzi Boy, baddies themselves hello. so we will link those as well for you to have a watch and just support their content as well as see how much fun mm. fun Enjoyment. we had. it was honestly it was honestly a life-changing trip it really was not just for myself and renee but also the girls that came and so we really really want you to join us in international waters this year and you can sign up using the links as i
0: said so that you can come and party with us. Party with the baby Oh, we're going to have so much fun. I'm yeah. so excited. And just to let you guys know, the South Africa trip does coincide with a certain special little someone's birthday. Oh, and you know we're about so to party So we are about to party hard. hard. <laughs> but even in terms of partying hard, would it be housekeeping without me telling you guys that it's a special someone's birthday coming up very very soon in fact as you're listening to this throughout the week of may as you're enjoying your bank holiday if you're in the uk and enjoying other things and other holidays make sure you're also enjoying my best friend the one the only at courtney daniela boating turns 26 on the 4th of
1: may she's yeah, arrived yeah, she's yeah, arrived yeah, yeah, so please
0: yeah. please please be sending those birthday wishes in the comments drop it like it's hot. <laughs> if you're listening to the audio early i want you to come to youtube and say corny happy, happy birthday. birthday when she drops her fire selfies this week <laughs> you better be saying happy birthday do
1: you understand i'm looking forward to my birthday guys honestly <laughs> what can i say you know you only turned 26 once there you go. um there you and go. it's been 25 was a Milestone year for me. I'm just so thankful that the sisterhood was a huge part of that. So thank you, and I hope 26 is full of just as many memories, just Absolutely. as much impact and fun and laughter, and laughter. beauty, and all, all, of kaku kaku. all of that stuff. But honestly, yeah, thank you guys in advance for your birthday wishes. It means a lot to me. Like your it's birthday prayers. And amazing. if
0: you really love Courtney, please tell us why. Give us a reason. Not just happy birthday. Say happy birthday, Courtney. I love you because. Let her know she's the like words of yes, affirmation I'm babe shy. so come and affirm my friend come and affirm my like friend thank you god L- bless L-O- you <laughs> <or> hell
1: <laughs> anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> but honestly happy birthday man i've been waiting for her birthday for a minute because she's been calling like me an oldie despite the fact that there is like what three months
1: between us but hasn't it feel, felt like three long distinctive months <sighs> you've been a great elder sister to me you gotta stop that rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> she gotta stop that nonsense. She said great the <laughs> sister. Honestly, I look Tune up Tune in for next so
0: next ways. week's episode where we're talking about Elderson um, and <laughs> elder elder syndrome. syndrome yet
1: again. Part three. No, part you guys four. know I'm only playing out only no HSM over here. You Child. know, the appears. My joints um. are ready, you know. <laughs>
0: I've been taking my collagen, <laughs> ten grams. <laughs> every single day
1: (laughs) for real but sisters we are honestly so appreciative for everything that's going on I'm so grateful for life we're so grateful for life and yeah let's just get into helping one of the sisters out though because as much as we're you know things are going well over here someone's in need Someone to <laughs> need a help. Let's so go. we have a ding, ding, ding. Dynama. Let's get into it. Hello, sisters. Hey. I just feel so lost in life. Oh, no. I have two degrees, an undergraduate degree in communications Aww. and a graduate degree in international relations. However, I'm having no luck in the job search. Mm. I'm currently working as a temporary paralegal, but I hate the job. And I'm stuck at home with my parents because the job pays so little. I've been applying to jobs for almost a year now with little to no luck. I'm 25 and most of my childhood have kids are married or are in entanglements right. I've never had a boyfriend and I feel like right now I have nothing to offer in a relationship since oh, I'm still at girl. home and basically unemployed even though you got a job I worked so hard my whole life and maintained good grades just to end up in debt from student loans and unhappy mm. I'm just so confused sisters about what to do at this point I'd rather just go back to school please help mm
0: oh sis first of all i'm so sorry that you're feeling this way and genuinely you should be so proud of your accomplishments so far i know that sometimes when we take paths that slightly deviate from our vision of you know success and achievements it can feel as though we're lagging behind but first of all you are employed you are you know working your temporary job and that's a blessing i'm telling you apparently this ain't no small job this is a big boy job so well done and congratulations for finding something amidst such a turbulent economic time yeah and that's something we're going to be talking about about more in this episode so pat yourself on the back and even well done for graduating again really really unprecedented times and you should hang on and hang on to and cling on to the achievements that you do have and celebrate that Now, what I would say is, first of all, it's completely normal to be in the middle of quote unquote nowhere. I think sometimes the problem with our education system and society in general is it can create this idea or impression of linearity. Right. As soon as you come out of university, you have to find a job. As soon as you do that, you have to move out. As soon as you do that, it's this constant I have to, I have to get, get, get. Mm. And it doesn't really give you some time to really pause and reflect around, is this something that I really want? Mm-hmm. Do I have the opportunity to test and figure out things? And it's also not helped by the fact that it feels like everybody else is obtaining and achieving things at a faster pace and rate as than you. Yeah. I would definitely say, First and foremost, it is normal. There are many people, even if it's not in your immediate circle or friends that are finding themselves quote unquote lagging behind. It's just the reality of life that sometimes it does take a little bit longer. It doesn't mean that you are inferior. It doesn't mean that you are any worse off than anyone else. It doesn't mean that you know you won't eventually get there. It just means that it's taking a little bit longer or you're taking a slightly more unconventional roof, route and that's okay. In terms of like thinking about your job specifically one thing that i would encourage you to do especially with companies that may be ghosting you or don't um you know follow up is take the proactivity to follow up with them send them an email ask them for feedback because it may be that you you know you might want to try something different um you might want to try different routes The finding work slog is a real slog Mm. and it takes a while, especially now for recent graduates or those that are pivoting or those that are looking for a different role. I would definitely recommend you trying to get as much feedback as possible and also tapping into communities around the role that you're looking for, right? So if you want to find something that's a bit more aligned to your degree or something that's a bit more aligned to your vision, try and find communities or people or Um, Fellowships or opportunities that will allow you to move a bit more closer to that as opposed to just applying for job roles. It's funny because when it comes to our professional career, some of, if not the entirety of some of the most compelling opportunities we get are as a result of relationship. Mm -hmm. So really spend time, not just if you can, not just applying for roles, but also trying to put yourself in close proximity to other opportunities Mm -hmm. to build meaningful relationships so that people can also advocate for you, but also refer you. And I think if you feel comfortable sharing with your friends that you're currently looking for an open role, I know one thing that my friends love to do amongst us is if they see a role that they think suits me or vice versa, I'll send it over to them or vice versa. Or even if it's an opportunity, a fellowship, a course, something that is related to my professional career and their professional career, we forward and we share because it can be super, super helpful and means that you're really not spreading yourself thin and allowing other people to also help you out in that respect. So I definitely recommend doing that. And if there's anyone in your network that can have a look at your cover letters, give you feedback on your interviews, that can be Really, really helpful and kind of um making the progress that you need to see and the progress that you want to see as it pertains to relationships again girl it is normal I can't tell you the amount of friends that I have that are equally married have babies seem to be progressing with that family structure but equally I have friends that have been single and have not had a relationship at all in their lives and they're pushing 26 27 I have friends that are even in their 30s that haven't had a relationship and that's not something to be afraid of I think there's often this narrative that we've spoken about quite a lot on the podcast around you know the fear of singleness Mm -hmm. and the fear of not having found the one and this is actually something that the Lovely lady here, Miss Courtney, speaks Thanks. about quite often on her YouTube channel. If you guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed, we're almost at 100k, so you should. Oh my god, um, in fact, as a we're birthday present, really, we'll get to of. that. Oh, oh that would be a great birthday present. Subscribe, screaming. baby, subscribe. We could get 15,000 um, people by 13 if we can really <laughs> troops. Um, but can you see I'm passionate I'm like, this,
1: if y'all don't get hurt 100k. I was screaming, um, but, singleness. but singleness
0: yeah and having the fear of not just singleness but also inadequacy yeah, there's a sense of inadequacy yeah, yeah. that you've um, mentioned here in that you feel like you have nothing to offer because you don't have the material things or the things that we associate with somebody who is mature enough to be in a relationship the thing about relationships are they are always evolving yeah. And when you get into a relationship with someone, it's not just a commitment to what they have and who they are right now, but it's also a commitment to grow with them, to be a companion with them, to do things with them, to progress with them. And I'm sure there are plenty of men out there that are currently in the building phase of their life that I don't think that it would be too much of a stress or uh, an issue um, that you're currently where you are because that's not where you're going to stay, and that's not where you intend to stay. You intend to build. Yeah. So I would really encourage you to do some introspection around the you know the thinking that you have a, attached to relationships and this idea of having arrived and i would definitely say that once you've gone through that process take a date here or there. You know, it doesn't have to be a straight, you know, I'm going to get married or anything like that. It can be, let me just experiment. Let me go see what's out there. Let me break down this idea of this mythical man that believes I need to have these things in order Mm. to be an adequate partner. Because I'm sure you will quickly find that there's so much more to a relationship that I'm, undoubtedly that you can bring Most right definitely. your emotional intelligence your um intellect the fact girl communications i know you out here slaying like with international
1: those. relations i mean your international relations
0: um so yeah that's what i would say sis uh i have definitely spoken but no, no, miss courtney please it was very any, good advice <laughs> any um, thoughts
1: yeah i really echo everything that you've said i think i'm a big um proponent of sometimes you just have to keep practicing and make your own opportunities till the door you want to open opens, mm. right? So in the sense that like, I know for for example, with yourself, you're a writer and you would write a whole bunch of like medium articles every day, get your name out there. And now you have your own like freelance writing clients with myself. I was creating hundreds, well, tens of um, YouTube videos. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's never over the hundreds, though. Oh, yeah, finally. Yeah, but it's only I mean, been seven years. You know what they say about 10,000 hours? I'm probably putting two. You know, but we're going to be there I mean, over the somewhere. seven years,
0: shall
1: we Got there? We got to somewhere. Anyways, um... I'm like I would create videos before I would ever get a brand partnership, and I know it's different because you know this is your main career that you're working on. But if you're trying to get your name out there or your work and your capacity out there, um, I think there's something very powerful basically about building a portfolio and a body of work that people can look at before they maybe give you the chance that you're looking for. Um, And there is absolutely nothing wrong with if you can and you have the time to putting your work out there, putting your thoughts out there, displaying your. skills on social media Um, and I'm a big advocate for this show what you can do and whoever is looking for it will find it but honestly there are so many people who may be out there looking different companies and individuals who may be out there looking for what it is that you've got but maybe they just can't see it yet and they can't find you where it is that they're looking so if you can write articles or I don't know um, why you studied communications if it's like visual or writing or whatever um just do what it is that you want to do maybe on a smaller scale that you can do by yourself self-motivated self-funded get it out there um, and network, like as Renee was describing, network your butt off in the industries or the the occupations and roles that you want to obtain. Look for who's already at the organization, who is already walking in that lane. What advice could they give you? Um, Start rubbing shoulders and do, you know, some peer-to-peer networking. Um, Another thing that I would also say in terms of like feeling as though you don't, I guess bring enough to the table of a relationship, baby girl. What are you trying to bring? Oh, like I, you got two degrees. And I, I, hello. <laughs> you you're working. You I, are working. And I think a lot of these things as I've been tooting all year are about framing. Mm. And you work, you are not a bum. You know, as much as okay, you live with your parents, to be fair, in this e- economic climate, you're you may be in a stronger position than other people who live outside. And as two people who rent, like two renters, girl. Baby, if you could stay at home Lever and you get your money. Leverage it leverage Hello. it honestly it's um, and and I get it <sighs> I get it you may not be where you want to be but you are somewhere mm-hmm. and I think you need to give yourself more props for where it is that you are and don't go running back into education because Absolutely. it's so expensive as just a get out of jail free card because all you're going to do is leave your degree having amassed more debt and yes you would have acquired you know a new amount of knowledge and maybe it will give you the opportunity to network with other people but those will just be people who are at the same level as you, right. learning, or maybe a bit less qualified than you are because you already have so many educational certificates and successes. And so, is going back into school in your best interest? No. And as much as you may feel as though you are in a desperate position, you're not. You are still in the position to serve yourself well Absolutely. and to do what's actually best for you. And running to do another degree may not be that because of how costly it is as well and the fact that you don't necessarily need it. So, I would start saying, pencil down, what does a career strategy look like for you right now? Who are the people you need to meet? What are the um, things you need to start showcasing? Does your LinkedIn need a refresh? Do you need to start, you know, I don't know, sending CVs and emails or follow-up emails to different people you've connected with? Um, What can you do to showcase yourself basically? And really, I'd also say do some reflection on just reframing how you see yourself and start focusing on the things that you do have and you can do. And the fact that you are somebody who is ambitious, which is why you sent us this email. Right. Um, you're somebody who has ambitions. And what sort of person do you want to be dating? What sort of person do you want to align your future with? What does your future actually look like? Not what is concrete, but what do you actually dream of? Mm. What do you envision? Do not think that you're in a position where you cannot dream and you cannot um, have goals and as much as it feels like okay it's an uphill journey you will eventually get there and I would say lastly in terms of your friends and seeing everyone around you comparing yourself to people who have entanglements is not it number one like if that's not what you want out of life somebody who is in an entanglement that's A not attractive try the web, please. that is not attractive they are trapped you in are bondage free. you are free baby you're loose okay? you not- we're not entangled. <laughs> um, I think there's that. There's that. Just because somebody yeah. has someone doesn't necessarily mean it's the right someone, mm. and doesn't necessarily make it a situation to be desired. Right. Um, just because you want somebody doesn't mean that you should settle for something you do not want. Um, and in terms of your friends who have kids and stuff. Baby, you have, you have time. You have a lot. You You have time. Um, It's funny because we've been having this um, internal joke that came from my sister who was on the podcast, who was saying that the prime, she's a midwife. Well, she's studying to be a midwife and she was saying how the prime age to have a baby is 16. So basically everybody's geriatric at this point. Everyone is geriatric. So... You know, might as well keep going. Might as well just wait a little bit. You know, know, when it gets to thirty-five though, let's be let's Let's just consult a doctor. Let's be guided as they would say. You know what I mean? Let's be wise with measure. But um, I do think it's important to kind of zoom out a little bit and say, you know what, life can actually change with me putting in the work, walking in the right direction, Mm. and also connecting with the right people, but definitely come out of the mindset of comparing yourself to others and Mm. you can listen to our other podcast episodes about that but I think this episode as well talking about why do you want what you want may also help you but before I ramble on any more sisters we love you sister we love you and we hope that this um kind of gives you some direction and some answers in a time that may be quite challenging if you have Any dilemmas you want to send our sisters, you can send it to dilemmas. Come on now. At tomysisters.com. It will be on the screen. I will put it in the show notes as well. I know some of you DM us and you send it to other emails and stuff. But if you really want it answered, then send it to dilemmas at tomysisters.com. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, because I think as we're getting older, yeah. And we're kind of getting to meet new people, I think also helps. Mm -hmm. You start to assess your motives and your desires, right? Mm -hmm. And we are big advocates of set a vision, girl, write a vision, set a goal. And I think as we have aged, we have noticed that our goals (laughs) kind of change over time and they're less. um, I, I mean, I guess I could say they're a bit less materialistic mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. bit more, you know, big picture, yeah. um, and a bit more fueled by purpose than it is gain. Yep. However, z- you know, there are some material possessions on there. Please, yeah. if you yeah, see yeah, me yeah. buying a nice BMW, Yay, face your don't be That Does it? Does it? Face your, face, your face your friends. Face your friends. But I wanted to talk about that—that that yeah, change yeah, yeah. that can sometimes happen in mindset and why, and kind of the importance of investigating and kind of critically evaluating our motives mm. and why we chase the things that we do. And the reason why uh, was because we were having a conversation yeah, yesterday literally. about that very same Absolutely. thing. And we took, we, we, we dabbled and we jumped from many different things. <laughs> but the first thing we kind of talked about was capitalism. Mm. And how as two people who are very much building their careers as portfolio entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, You, I mean, you just came back from G7 Miss Japan. Japan, Come on, Y7, UK uh, delegate. Come on. Star complation. But like moving, um, trying to shape our careers in politics, business, um, building this digital community as well and trying to have impact when it comes to the when it comes to gender equity when it comes to women's advocacy Mm. we're two people with massive ambitions and also who are still growing and it very much feels are at the beginning of their career and Mm. at at the Mm. beginning of that career portfolio how does capitalism affect our goal setting right and our interactions with capitalism especially as more people kind of begin to despise it mm-hmm. and, and the capitalistic world we live in. Um please, we are not anti-capitalists. We are just talking about this from, you know, critical thinking. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: That is a phenomenal question. And I think it's a really great starting point to yeah. the conversation. And as Courtney mentioned, it's something that we've been speaking about, something that we've been surrounded by. And I think starting with the big picture allows us to really examine the small picture yes. and how this really um, impacts our lives yeah. so thinking about capitalism as Courtney mentioned we're not anti-capitalism but we are pro-community yeah and I think it's very important to make that distinction because it allows us to understand the forces that are very much impacting our desires and our needs right, right. we don't operate in silos we don't operate in isolation as much as something like capitalism has very much fueled this notion of being the solo person or the self-made or whatever or whatever you know however that has been made manifest we don't operate in these um, isolated spaces we operate together and as part of that collective thinking unfortunately where capitalism falls short is it creates endless need without fulfillment mm. our needs are constantly growing out and they're manufactured which right. is the kicker right so when we think about like material needs in the 1960s or 1950s mm. versus now mm. consumerism and materialism and there's wonderful video essays and wonderful reports that look into the rise of consumerism and materialism it has grown exponentially oh. <laughs> exponentially <laughs> like Guys. it has Crazy. Now we need more. There is literally something Mm. called the history of stuff Mm. because our need for stuff has increased so much that entire businesses, entire empires have been created to continue to manufacture our needs. Think about social media, think about algorithms, think about this whole idea of responsive um, algorithms or AI. It is all designed to keep you needing. And many of us think that we will get fulfillment from these quick fixes that capitalism creates when really it's creating further need. So for example, when we think of, um, I don't know, things like makeup or things like uh, a car or whatever, Mm -hmm. Things like clothes, right? Yeah. You buy the clothes, you fulfill the need. But then that's just the autumn winter trend. Yeah. When it comes to summer, oh, that's all of a yeah. sudden it's it's not suitable because apparently for summer you have to wear these colors or you have to wear this particular shape or you have to look this particular way. Yeah. So in essence, capitalism, one of the biggest issues of capitalism is it creates the need and creates the addiction and mm. dependency and continues to exploit people by continuing that cycle over time so rather than creating like fulfillment it creates further further need and so this is where we need to be wary of where are our needs coming from is the need really necessary Mm -hmm. because back in the day we were happy with you know just the clothes on our back we give it a wash you know we keep it moving (laughs) you know what i'm saying and remember that these interact like these trends and these needs interact with other forces that are always also driven by capitalism yeah. right so thinking about the fashion industry is also being um interacted with with the influencer industry it's not a coincidence that you know your favorite influencers or your favorite like models and celebrities yeah. will be creating or facilitating that need in you because they're seen as popular they're yeah. seen as hip they're seen as you know the je ne sais quoi if you don't have that je ne sais quoi the the pizzazz (laughs) to be the it girl you need xyz rather than to be the it girl you need to be right right? there is a very very conceptual big concerted effort to focus on the things that we can accumulate and this becomes problematic because we are stuck in this rat race and this endless cycle of wanting things yeah. and not fulfillment yeah. we think that our fulfillment can be filled by these fast quick fixes and even in the process of desiring these things we become more and more selfish which means we lose sight of issues that really should be communal um oriented issues, yeah. communal issues right when we think about things like homelessness or when we think about things like climate change or whatnot all of these things feel so removed from us because we think that they don't impact our day-to-day quote-unquote it's only when it directly impacts you it's only when we are in close proximity to somebody that is homeless Mm. or if we are heaven forbid um made redundant and we're on the brink of becoming homeless that's the main uh, means by which a lot of people can start to feel as though these things are real when when we're focusing on building community community and meaningful communities those issues don't become somebody else's problem Mm -hmm. it's an our problem which is why i said i'm very much pro-community Not anti capitalist, but pro community because a pro community lens is focused on how do we make this society better for everyone? Mm -hmm. How do we tackle these structural issues as well as these individual issues so that everybody else can have a better sense of life? And I think another issue around kind of like why we want what we want, our needs, and all that kind of stuff is it is fueled by the myth of meritocracy. We think that in having access to more things, better things, high value things, we've worked for them. Right. And of course we have in the context of capitalism, right? You have to work in order to achieve things. You have to work in exchange. Your labor right. is literally, a it's a form of transaction and exchange. You need to work to get these things. However, it creates this idea for a lot of people that I can outwork structural inequalities, much like other structures of inequality, like racism right. or um, sexism. There are people that think that they can overcome these things. And whilst you can, in certain instances, the structure still exists and still maintains. And it's actually a distraction. (laughs) It's a distraction to make you think that you can overcome single-handedly and get to the top. There was a really meaningful quote I came across like ages ago that was, people are not upset at structural inequalities because they envy the position of the oppressor. And I think there are too many of us that are silently envying what our oppressors or the people at the top Most have, definitely. which is preventing us from actually doing more collective action and more collective um, organizing yeah. to really transform radically our communities. Yeah. And it's a shame because it means that we start prioritizing all of these material things. And in fact, some of us are even going broke yeah. to try and like accumulate all of these things that we don't necessarily need in order to prove a point in yeah. order to feel as though you know we are to be accepted in society in order to feel as though we are somebody and it's a rat race it is yeah. an endless cycle and it's a shame yeah. and i'm really hoping that we can use you know sisterhood this idea of the resurgent community this idea of looking out for people and looking out for your friends yeah. to at least do a little bit of that work on overthrowing and overturning the way that these structures have manifested in our communities. Most
1: definitely. And I think that's so well put in terms of breaking down how our relationship with capitalism and its oftentimes insidious nature, especially as it makes us individualistic in our thinking. Two things that really stuck out, and I think even from the conversation we were having yesterday, mm. surrounding capitalism and its ability to make items and things and commodities so intrinsically linked to self-worth and right. self-value mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us as women because a lot of organizations corporations and entities mm. actually profit off of our insecurity we may fall and to be fair even with men how much items are linked to their masculinity Absolutely. or the accumulation of wealth is linked to their identity and their value as a human being I think one of the big hamster wheels of capitalism is this idea that the more you have the more you are worth. not just in terms of your net worth but also in terms of your belonging here on the planet Mm. a lot of us kind of want to be viewed as being more important than other people and that can be a very subconscious thought that creeps into your heart and really dictates the way you interact with other people and how you also measure their value I think we have to assess also the way we people who are dressed a certain way and it doesn't mean that first impressions don't count yeah. or you know we don't I mean, the way our our bodies are wired is to analyze a situation literally at face value and determine whether it's safe or not for us. But I do think it's worth inspecting in our heads, especially the respectability that comes around, the way people look, the things that they have. But also how much attention and care Mm. we give to people who we deem to be worthy. And it keeps us on the same cycle when we then think we need to accumulate more things or have a higher pay grade in order to be seen as valuable in the earth. absolutely. But I think what kind of amplifies this even more is the fact that it then causes us to desire disproportionate and I would even say unnecessary, unnecessary. amounts of items mm-hmm. and w- wealth in order to continue living Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and it's not just about keeping yourself going it's not just about you know having enough and being content or even having enough resources to be impactful for other people which is why I love you saying that it's not necessarily about being anti-capitalist it's more so about being pro-community I think it's more so about us hoarding and what we have seen in this kind of capitalistic world is you just need to have more But one, to what end? And two, for what use? Mm -hmm. What is the point of having and storing so much? Like, even if we think about an analogy form of a storehouse and having crops and vegetables and food, like, let's take it away from money. If you have all of these things stored up, there's only so much you can actually eat. Right. Unless you actually give it away. The rest is just gonna rot. But for the sake of just saying you have a big and full storehouse, you would just amass all of these things. And I think it's foolish for us to think that the amassing of commodities, the amassing of brand branded items and more money, more money, more money, more wealth, more assets is in itself a worthy pursuit. Right. I don't think it is. I think it's more so about what do you use your resource for, right? If you're filling the storehouse because you're trying to feed thousands of people that makes a lot more sense than just having it filled up Mm -hmm. for you when you can only, you only have so much capacity to consume Mm -hmm. and I think what capitalism creates is this endless need to consume right right? and this illusion of capacity to consume because at some point you actually have to give over your self-value and your contentment in Mm -hmm. exchange Mm -hmm. for a higher capacity to consume Mm -hmm. and I think what's dangerous for us as women to continue to pursue is things which actually put us um, things that actually make us enemies to ourselves, right? The endless working, the endless hours, the commitment to working 16 hour days in the name of I'm just hustling and (sighs) grinding. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in the principle of hard work and I believe hard work should be rewarded. But I love that you brought up meritocracy. because it was something we brought up in the um, Molly May episode. I think the more you work, just for yourself the more dangerous you become to yourself mm. I think it's important to apply your efforts and your resources towards causes which are and this is not socialism but towards causes which not only advance you but also advance people I think right. there's no issue in being selfless in your dedication to your work when you know you're really fighting against something which will cause a lot of people to break through but I think these individualistic pursuits oftentimes we are going about them lying to ourselves that once we amass these things we will turn back and help people but oftentimes these pursuits actually lead to us closing the door behind us and that is far more dangerous because it is you operating under an illusion and inevitably you are going to lose time and you'll get to a place where you will settle for the so-called self-made success right I did this by myself and I did this for myself that's fine but was that really the best use of your time here Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, earth mm -hmm. right um and I I do think that it is unfortunate that a lot of us have taken up these things and we have just said, well, that's just the way the world is. I think the world doesn't change unless we force it to and unless we choose to do something a little bit different. And yes, it does require to some degree self-sacrifice because you're dedicating yourself to a career path or to a way of working, which is unconventional and may seem not as rewarding as other things and I think this is something we've constantly contended with in terms of our career where it's like oh we could do this and this would pay us a lot more money in Mm -hmm, exchange for mm -hmm, our time mm -hmm. or we could do this which feels a lot more purposeful and I'm not trying to shame anybody who has gone down maybe the traditional routes of you know the high paid roles and stuff like that you do you You get your money I love it I love get your money right but this is just a reminder to say that you should be able to pay attention as well to what it is that you were called to and what it is that you can do to actually make a change in the world. Absolutely. Not just for yourself and maybe not even just for your immediate family, especially if they're actually okay. And this brings me back to this concept of, we are really chasing disproportionate amounts. This isn't just about, oh, me and my family are set good. This is about, we're trying to make that Elon Musk money. And it's like, well, we actually Um, can't all make that Elon Musk money, number one. And number two, how realistic is it for you to actually have, it's a great ambition, but at the end of the day, what does you chasing that actually achieve? Apart from other people patting you on the back and affirming this sense of self-worth and inflated ego you get from having earthly possessions and this could really just be because of our like my perspective on this could be because of my faith and because of our faith but I do think it's worth us as human beings reflecting on whether we were just made to be money-making machines because that's one of the deceptions of capitalism it tells you you were literally made just to work not to commune not to be um not to be present, but just for production. Exactly. And we become so, and I, one of the places, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but one of the places I see this often is with influencer culture. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've been pondering a lot on recently where there's a need to commodify and monetize. everything everything. every aspect and every hour of your life needs to be content produced for monetary exchange or produced for some kind of career advancement and it becomes very dangerous especially in the rise of loads of people wanting to be content creators Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and wanting to be um, user generated content creators I think it's important for you to remember that your life is not a product your life is it's like it's giving the it treatment need show. To look like your that. life doesn't it one it doesn't need to look like that but two it in itself does not have to be capitalized on and that's one of the like things that can really creep in when it comes to capitalism in order yeah. for us to feel as though like you were saying we're on top of someone else that's it. we then become our own worst enemy, and we lose our humanity in the process
0: when billionaires are making more than certain countries have in GDP, yeah. I think it's an issue. And I I absolutely agree with everything you have said, especially your last point on just commodifying our lives, right? I think capitalism has become so pervasive to the point where if our lives don't look like a movie's reel, then we're doing something wrong, wrong right? And, and we and, feel depressed about yo, it. Yo, it really makes me think of even our younger sisters, yeah. right? I was on um, Twitter recently and there was a whole controversy about um, a babe that was like 15 years old and it was like post-prom or whatever and her boyfriend had taken her to like a hotel room mm. they had done the whole you know the whole classic you know petals on the hotel room wow but yeah 15. Exactly, Crazy. exactly 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 petals on i was like damn i would have been happy with a twix bar or something but like that
1: secondary school girls frontal full and this laid is the thing sis pop off look good but why are you spending four five hundred pounds what is your on employment a,
0: but even that right like even for us older ladies, really inspecting, obviously we did the, um, maintenance. exactly yeah. that video where we really inspected, okay, cool. We want to look good, but what does quote unquote looking good mean? Right. And what is the cost? Not yes. just in terms of the monetary cost, but what does it cost as a human being to have to maintain this pretense or maintain this specific beauty regime in order to be socially accepted? And the thing about capitalism and the thing about, you know, the history of stuff and the modern day woman is the bar keeps on going up the goalpost keep on moving and we are playing a losing game if we are always trying to play catch up based off of the things that we see based off of the things that we hear based off of the people that we follow it's very very important for you to divest like when we say diversify your content diversify your sources live a private life when you can like we're not saying it just oh to be that mysterious girl or whatever to be different (laughs) or to think that we're special or anything no it's because we realize that we are ordinary and it's actually okay to to be ordinary ordinary i was even thinking about this whole notion of like average yeah. right like an ordinary it's actually not a bad thing to want to be average or ordinary right. or live a good life where good for you looks like me and my family are our content yeah. you know where we're getting by like there's things that we can afford there's things that we can't even that right this whole notion of affordability and you know freedom we often think that we are going to be free we think of freedom as related to finances. And whilst there is an element of freedom that comes with finances, Definitely. there is also an element of devils that come with certain financial realms so, that people don't understand. I'm so when glad you, you get said it to that way. bro, when you get to billionaire status, when you get to millionaire status, when you start, you know, the whole dream life of running a business mm-hmm. or whatever is purported to um be this dream life that many of us subscribe to, we often forget that at every new level there is a a different type of devil it's like when you play like final fantasy or like um cod there are certain levels that are very very hard yes Mm -hmm. you have your achievements yes you've had your power up and yes you have all your points Mm -hmm. but in order to continue to maintain being at that level there are certain devils that you have to fight and some of them have even joined you you know there are some people that are not just fighting devils they have continue it's they are amazing. in the they are sitting with them you know what i'm saying and yeah. i also love what you were saying about the fact that many of us think that when we get to this particular level we're going to be Help this people. philanthropist oh, all of a sudden up the basis of my I am, like and this is again Mm-mm. a manifestation of the problem of capitalism yeah. it makes people think that they will be yeah. the, the big change to yeah. the structure how many people have we seen go through that process get to the very top and say so, actually since i did this everyone else should be able yeah. to do this and they don't don't need a helping hand
1: from me you know and the system really does eat people up I think a lot of us have um this in like this enlarged sense of what it is our willpower can Mm, do mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we neglect or we become ignorant of our own humanity and the fact that the fact that we as human beings have a propensity to desire more than we actually need and to be greedy we think that we'd be the ones who you know are offered the cake and we we'd say no because we're just extremely disciplined no you're a human being and so i think you have to also have a level of self-awareness and it's not to discourage literally please we are not discouraging anyone who has gone into whatever system whatever field of work whatever role with the desire to be someone who enacts change but first needs to amass a certain around amount of resources whether that be financial capital social capital cultural capital whatever it is we're not saying that always doing is giving you a reminder to not forget why you went there exactly. in the first place and to not lose your humanity whilst you are there um and i think what's so interesting about what you were saying is i think this whole chasing more and having more and wanting more and wanting to be seen is because one attention is a currency mm-hmm. and a lot of people want it even if they don't know how to make the uh, like to convert the attention into actual money because a lot of people don't know how to make money on the internet but they do know how to gain followers right. and those are two different things Very you different can build things. followers and not make money right so a lot of people are just living off of the attention right they live and they're thriving off of the fact that they are known and the reason why we're not we're telling you to maybe consider do you really want that to be your life or do you feel like you need that to be your life in order Mm. to feel valuable as a human being is because like you said new level new devil and I think a lot of people have signed themselves up to fight battles they were not called to and they are definitely not equipped for mentally physically spiritually and they're fighting in them and losing because they weren't meant to be there in the first place this is not your lane get out of it. And I think a lot of people want to be in other people's lane. And that brings us to the conversation around peer pressure and social culture, because a lot of people want to be in other people's lane because it looks so good and they're going so fast, but baby you don't have their car. You don't have their stamina. You do not have their vision. Mm. You will get in that lane and get hit by a bus. You really need to step out and really start walking what it is you are called to. And I think there's a level of, um, there's a level of grounding that needs to happen in our generation that actually calls them back to reality. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone and they were saying how our generation, because we have, you know, social media and first fast turning around content and we love to be attracted to shiny things, yeah. we're under the illusion that like flying first class is so normal. As people who have been looking for fl- a lot of flights with um, the international experiences for yeah. like transparency, first class flights, whew, we will. Oh, let's Good see if we can Lord. fly first class. You know, Good stretch our legs out. Lord. We are going to be in economy. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Maybe premium Good economy. Lord. But the fact that even. Sorry, this is maybe just a personal pet peeve. Yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. economy is now broken down into premium economy, premium economy, basic plus premium economy, basic extra flights. Just
0: because I want to have a good experience and, and people are just so focused on flexing in business and first class that they're
1: forgetting that economy, the state of you. but also it's not normal it's actually not normal and I think a lot of us are beating ourselves up this goes back to the battles right a yeah, lot of yeah, us are yeah, beating yeah. ourselves yeah. up thinking about oh what will my life look like this and it's like most people's lives don't look that like that and most people's lives dare I say shouldn't look like that there's a reason why first class is smaller in proportion to the number of seats that are in the economy right. it's not just because they were able to fit more seats it's because the majority of people in the world are not going to be able exactly. to afford that exactly. there are unfortunately hierarchies and and I think as much as we are pro community, we are also understanding of the fact that we are distributing, redistributing wealth. And it doesn't mean that everybody is going to be a millionaire. It does mean that everyone should have basic things. Exactly. It does, and, and there needs to be a reframing of what we consider to be success. And I think for most people actually who are in that life, the money is just the byproduct. They're actually oh. pursuing something which just brings the money along. Exactly. But for us who are pursuing, suing the money i think we set ourselves really up for for failure um and also for a lot of mental health issues and i'm not saying this to play games i'm saying this to be serious the amount of content we see and the way we can sometimes beat ourselves up for what it is we do and don't have is not normal it's not and it's simply because we're living in a time where we actually don't know what is real and what is fake and that can lead to madness look here
0: we were having this conversation, right? Even thinking about inf- inflation. This is how capitalism uses the extremities of wealth to distract you from the issues that are going on at the level that you're at. Yeah. You, When I think about something like first class, right? Even the way that they do it, you'll enter that plane, Shai. You'll be seeing <laughs> first, first class business <laughs> class. Goes, first, oh, look, you can't go that like, way.
1: Oh, uh, first class Somebody class, is please. there with
0: a tray of champagne. It's not for firstly, you. No, but, firstly, but you. first of all,
1: though, you charge me an extra 3,000 exactly. pounds to give me 150 mil of, of champagne. champagne. It's criminal.
0: Of champagne. I think that's it's absolutely criminal. scandalous and for me to lie back just on that place uh,
1: it's not to say it's not nice just in case you ever see us there it, one day it, the <laughs> just want to but, but even know. that
0: but even that yeah understanding that this doesn't have to be a lifestyle thing right it, yes. it makes sense yes, for yes, yes, okay yes, maybe yes. you're going on a nice honeymoon or a nice solo trip yeah. or a nice whatever and you're like oh let me save towards that and yeah. have that i think there is that miscommunication or mistranslation when people create products online and demonstrate it as lifestyle, as the everyday, we start to normalize extreme wealth, not realizing that in order to facilitate that as part of your everyday life, the kind of bank that you have to be making, but also the kind of breaking that you have to be doing in order to make that money is quite a serious thing. And it's that seriousness that we really need to (laughs) Mm. elevate a little bit more when Mm. we're having conversations on wealth accumulation. Even... The um, plain example, you'll be walking pl- past, you know, first class, yeah. business class to your economy seat. Yeah. And then it's only when you're in economy that you realize, ah, God damn, this because, is bad. Yeah, but better. then even in economy, and I think that's part of the reason why that stratification exists yeah. There's always one up, right? So you'll be sitting in your premium economy like, damn, I wish I was in business, but at least I'm not in economy. There'll be somebody in economy, in basic economy that's like, damn, I wish I was in premium economy, but at least I'm not in the middle seat. There's always going to be somebody that is uh, one-upping you. But if the system can make you think that you are just a little bit better than everyone else, then you're good. You're still striving. You're still (sighs) making um, moves. You're still doing X, Y, Z. It's the same when it comes to like luxury items, for example, unless you actually like it because there's a lot of items i genuinely think this is my personal preference by the way that whole um what is it mono um monographs is it monograms monograms i think they should be banned because i just don't think that they look (laughs) nice whatsoever you know when somebody's just covered in designer (laughs) quote-unquote gucci here hermes here it's doing entirely too much and i think for me the reason i don't like it is to me it screams gaudiness. it really screams i have wealth And I think that many of us, it may not even be the designer monograms. It may be in some other area. For many of us, we want that thing that screams, ah, I got it like that. I've got the wealth. Oh, I can demonstrate in some way that I am better as opposed to, is this something I actually like Like. and it can be so entrenched because the two are so connected we can often defend it and say no this is actually something i genuinely like but your likes don't just spring out of nothing your likes spring out of your environment your likes spring out of the things that you're constantly Consuming. um, consuming and around and this is why our preoccupation with consumption is so alarming and dangerous and we mentioned this in like one of our past episodes consumption will manifest Whatever it is that you eat, whatever you consume, whatever you allow into yourself will become you and it will show. And some of us are internalizing poor attitudes, poor relationships to the world around us, poor relationships with other people. Even thinking about the point that you were making about the fact that we'll pursue money and get to the top and be lonely. How many of us would have been been able to do so much better and flourished had we taken somebody along with us us. had we gone and done you know a co-founder thing had we gone and done let me work with my friends on this let me work with my siblings on this let me actually work with my team on this even when i think of like organizations when i think of workplaces some of the like workplaces that i've really enjoyed have really prioritized inclusion belonging teamwork a sense of identity a sense of community we cannot underestimate how important these things are to our sense of well-being and our sense of happiness there's so many of us that are pursuing our dreams and pursuing our goals but feel so desperately lonely and upset thinking that once we arrive once we get our achievement we're gonna feel happy fulfilled i have met so many lonely and upset rich people
1: (sighs) the stories are never and i
0: get it because i think you know when you're up it's nice for a while (laughs)
1: For it a is wow no, it's nice you
0: can we're even talking about and um, what do you call it takeouts where you're taking oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you got it like that to be buying takeouts you know you'll be enjoying your five guys enjoying
1: yourself your wing stop until but even with that you have to ask yourself is that beneficial to this the human the body thing. no don't kill J- me but You're right. That's why I said, "Thank you, me.
0: Thank you, me." Because people like somebody that's eating fast food right now. What just to because you like,
1: want to display wealth, you've now got hypertension and diabetes. Child. Was it worth the trade? <laughs>
0: was it worth the trade? And this is the thing. Even even that, right? When we think about like, especially for women, yeah. aesthetics and uh, really invested. Bruh. We've spoken about the BBLs. We've spoken about plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. We've spoken about fashion, makeup, all of these things. Like, is it worth it?
1: Yeah. And my desire is like. Women do not be... Do not be deceived. I think right. deception is one of the things that we are seeing just, I mean, it's it's killed human beings from the beginning oh. of time and led to our downfall. Stop but it's dead. something that we're seeing a lot because of social media and the fact that it has introduced more smokes and mirrors to the situation, exactly. right? Where if you were seeing somebody creating content in particular, because we are a digital community, I'm going to take this from a digital angle and mm-hmm. I'm just a lover of digital sociology. I think it's important to remember that because someone is putting a video in front of your face that says, I bought this. It's super nice. I absolutely love it. This is a part of their journey and their advancement but for you it is just entertainment and you need to remember to distinguish the two so just because you've seen a really nice bag doesn't mean you have to go and buy it because the person that bought it this was an investment and one of the ways you can see the investment manifest is the fact that you're even seeing a video in the first place right but you're gonna buy the bag and the bag's gonna be in your closet you're not a content creator so you've gone and you've invested a couple thousands of pounds into a bag and i genuinely want you to do it because you like it not mm-hmm. because somebody else told you to buy it when they um there's a word i'm their motive and their reason for doing it their intention that's the word their intention was completely different from yours and so I think it's important for you to remember that you're allowed to decide what you need Mm -hmm. and what you don't need and you need to have a stricter voice with yourself around especially when it comes to your goals and the things that you invest your money Mm -hmm. in around what your needs and your wants actually are and not what other people are telling you Mm -hmm, you should mm -hmm. do or you should have and I think a lot of liberation comes when you start to realize you get to set the pace and you get to set the tone and you get to set the parameters of your input and your output and your production as well. And it may be, you know, we are living in a capitalistic world. And so you may be like, you know, what, I am living to some degree according to other people's rules and that's fine. But one thing you can, you should never hand over is your own personal autonomy oh. and your own personal choice. And do not let other people who are operating in their own personal choice and their own self-governance, take that away from you in the name of making you a follower, in the name of making you, um, just basically taking away your self-leadership in order to increase their own influence because you are still the leader of your life exactly exactly
0: so actually touch on this whole notion of prosperity gospel And thinking about the fact that even aside from prosperity gospel the pursuit of money in of itself becomes commodified right you have quote-unquote the forex traders out there the illegitimate ones i know there's some legitimate ones but unfortunately the illegitimate ones have really done a number on your (laughs) (laughs) on your public perception so you might want to do some branding work around that but even the pursuit of money Mm. becomes something that's commodified to the point that it pervades into even our spiritual life and this is why something like prosperity gospel is so dangerous and just for context for those of you that may not be christian yeah um it may relate to you in a different way for example if you are part of an mlm scheme um or if you are part of some kind of money-making scheme but prosperity gospel um is essentially the perversion of the gospel of the the christian message which is that jiva faiths right mm-hmm. The perversion in that God is liable to give you things, that God is responsible for your happiness in the provision of material things, that you can constantly go to God as though He is some kind of vending machine, genie, rub the genie of the lamp, and He'll be able to provide you with financial and material wealth. Now, this is not to say that God doesn't bless His people. This is not to say that God is not a provider. This is not to say that God won't come through for you, but it is a call to inspect your motives and inspect your relationship with that which is above you, that which is spiritual, that which is um, more. And inspect your motives as to why you engage, why you commune. Is it because you want to have relationship with something yeah. that is bigger than you? Or is it you want something to come as a result of that yes. relationship? Are you only having close proximity to your spiritual maker because you desire things from him on an earthly matter? And if that is the case, then that is a problem. Facts. That is heresy, <laughs> blasphemy, it's problematic. But the only issue it's with barastical. that is, and it's the issue with that is, it's become so ingrained and normalized yeah. in our culture that you will have whole masses of people where it is normalized to constantly go to god and ask him for just give me money yeah. not even hello hi good morning yeah. just give me money yeah. just give me provide me with this provide me with that and all that kind of stuff and it may not even be financial um goods it may be something else yeah. it may be god provide me with you know a husband yeah god provide yeah. me yeah. with yeah. something give me some form of prosperity yeah. give me some form of advancement yeah specifically earthly advancement and not spiritual advancement and i think it's really important to make that distinction because there's so many people that are um was hoodwinked by prosperity gospel and think it's limited to just money just cold hard cash it is literally anything else that will cause you to prosper any idol that you have in your heart even your influence i saw um i listened to a sermon recently that was actually phenomenal and it basically called out folks and said don't let your influence become Mm -hmm. your idol too many people because of this whole idea of i want to be an influencer whether it is practical in the sense of my career trajectory i want to be an influencer understand it but even that heart posture of i want to be an influencer because i believe that i can make change check your heart this is why at least in um, the bible and i'm sure in a lot of religious major texts the importance of your heart posture its literally one of the foundational elements, one of the first things that you need to do yeah. when you're speaking, when you're seeking out the spiritual, check your heart posture. And so many of us have allowed culture to um, enter into our heart posture so much yeah. that we are going to a spiritual God in pursuit of cultural things. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important that we make that distinction and that again, divest from that, because the beauty of having that spiritual connection is to understand that life is more than prosperity. Yes. Life is more than advancing in this current yes. society because that current society can change. But can I tell you what will never change? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. How about somebody Hallelujah. say something? Thank you. Or you know... Um, The same may apply if you're of a different faith, right? It's this whole idea of living above, having a um, higher horizon, coming up above. There was something that you said, oh, quotable. You should have been at the live the um, book launch when you said flying at a different altitude. altitude. Me (laughs) too almost fell over. I was like, good (laughs) God, take me up to business class with that one. I'm flying at a different altitude, girl. (laughs) Having a connection with your maker allows you to fly at that different altitude Mm. so that even you can see and inspect your own heart as to where there are areas that have been co-opted by culture. To what extent have you been co-opted by By culture? culture?
1: And how much are you allowing that to dictate the way you relate to God? Come on Because now. if we truly believe that God is almighty, that he is good, that his ways are above our ways, one of the traps that prosperity gospel has us um, fall into is a belief that we set the terms Absolutely. on how God's love for us must manifest. Absolutely, It must look like this. If you love me, basically what our hearts are saying mm. is, if you love me, my life will look like this. If you are God, then I will dictate the terms Mm. by which you must display that you are God. And that is a problem that is as you said is heretical but also it this it perverts the way that we interact with god's grace and mm. one thing i love that you mentioned about it gets us to inspect our heart i think it also one of the um beautiful things of many different faces it reminds us that the earth is temporary exactly that our earthly experience not just as a planet but our our experience in the world as human beings, as physical bodies is only temporary. And if even if you're not a person of faith and you don't believe that, go to a cemetery and (laughs) ask them if they had a temporary or a permanent experience. Will they answer? Will they answer? (laughs) Thank you. I think it's important (laughs) for us to remember we're actually not going to be on earth forever. We may live forever in our case with a belief in eternity. But the fact that that eternity isn't even here on earth it becomes then foolish to simply pursue earthly things when it is only going to be temporary especially comparing how long we're going to be on earth with eternity right I think the other issue here is it makes us think that God like you mentioned briefly Mm. that God is only interested in our comfort and not in our communion Mm. and I think it's important to remember and one of the One of the words that spring from the root word communion is community. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of us, because we interact in the world in such an individualistic way, we make our prayers also individualistic prayers. And we commune with God in a very individualistic way, which is you need to help me i'm not going to help you though everything becomes transactional and this isn't to say that god doesn't need our help but i think a lot of the language we even see in in christian circles is god is using me i am a vessel vessel. god is doing Ah. this through me god is and you simply become in yourself a commodity to god you simply become a tool in God's hand and not a human being and I think it's important for us to think what does that do to our psyche and our spiritual conscience when we Mm. simply think God is relating to us as another piece in the big machine of the world and not as an individual that's how capitalism treats us that's how the world treats us that's how big corporations treat people that's not how God treats his children right so it's that's an understanding but then also it's then if God relates to me as something he can just use, I'm going to relate to God as something that I can just use. And it's something that then becomes God, what can you give me? But Mm -hmm. also it then takes away and strips back our intimacy. Mm -hmm. And that's how we then see, and it's reflected in the world that we live in, which is we can roam around with people, be around people all day long. You have neighbors, you have family, you have people in your life who you call peers and friends, and yet you still feel lonely because as much as you have intimacy, interaction you Mm. don't have intimacy Mm. because your interaction is purely transactional and that's exactly how we treat God in our prayers thank you That that's exactly (laughs) but that's exactly how we treat God right my interaction with you is purely transactional so we have to make it devoid of intimacy Mm -hmm. because the only reason why you would want to know me is to use me so the reason why I want to know you is also to use you so we exchange our time in the presence of God for two main things, which is prosperity and then big P purpose, mm-hmm. right? So you give me this, and then I'll oh, go and do this exactly. But there's no meeting in the middle. Which is God. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is who mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And this is my heart. Right, right. And so we become heartless human beings, and we literally become robots. Right. And what does capitalism? Capitalism try to turn turn the proletariat into robots working doing their work going home being to the side and then coming back and being effective but the truth of the matter is god isn't interacting with us based on our effectiveness he's interacting with us based on his relationship with us which is not as boss and worker but father and child Mm. That completely changes your entire mentality towards your spirituality. And I think where a lot of Christians have been bamboozled by the prosperity gospel, yeah. sometimes not even by any fault of their own is because there is no deep understanding of what the Bible and what the gospel, like you said about the whole Jesus says, what the gospel actually means. Mm. We are then told that this is what the gospel is. Exactly. You give, you get, you have faith, you receive. If you haven't received, it's because you don't have enough faith as if faith were a currency exactly and the funny thing is this kind of thing leaks into
0: the other relationships that you have with other people and oh, it's funny girl, because we yeah we're gonna, do a, yeah, yeah, we gonna do a whole episode we're gonna do a whole episode we're
1: we'll gonna that's go. why our marriages <sighs> and relationships ain't working go
0: do, that's the real tea that's the real and you'll have to uh, stay tuned for the next tea <laughs> you might have to subscribe the tea the, the cup our cup runneth over over <laughs> you're to come back next week with your new view <laughs> Because that is literally just symptomatic of every single failed relationship we're seeing in modern society. We are all focused on prospering Mm. rather than communing. Mm. It's a shame. It's a pandemic. It is a bit. (laughs) The real sea pandemic (laughs) is not Corona. It's communion. (laughs) (laughs) It's capitalism.
1: Capitalism. It's the capital
0: causing (laughs) a pandemic. (laughs)
1: But like we said, we are not anti-capitalism. We are pro another big C community. Community. And if you want to plug into this community, you need to follow. Thank you. You need to follow at to my sisterhood on any social media platforms. In the spirit of curating your social media feeds, why not fill it with some love, some growing and glowing wisdom by following at to my sisterhood TikTok, Instagram, everywhere basically to my sisters on LinkedIn for. Professional opportunities and just what we are doing as a co- uh, an organisation and if you want to follow us individually we are coming to you today in the brown and the chocolates but if you want a little bit of a guys, nibble and a bite can you imagine I'm telling you oh, if you want a sick. little bit of a nibble and a bite of this Stop chocolatiness it. It. then you can Stop follow it. my lovely co-host and best friend at Renee Kapuku a woman who's going to change the world mm-hmm. and you yeah. can follow me at C.D. Boating, a woman in who's fact, turning you must. 26 I was about to say in e- fact this is a
0: must that you must follow e- Courtney sure. and wish her your back your birthday wishes if not i'll come and find you and i won't be pleasant no i'm trolling i'm trolling i will be pleasant but i'll be firm send her a birthday message and tell her we love you courtney okay community arise thank you god bless
1: (laughs) and if you haven't already sign up to the to my sisters mailing list to get weekly glowing and growing tips straight to your inbox you can sign up at www.tomysisters.com calm and yeah sisters we will talk to you very very soon with another juicy one next week as always keep glowing and growing
0: mom deserves better than a drugstore card